Powered by Righteous Media. Welcome to another episode of the B-Dorm Podcast. I'm your co-host, Don the Piz Elevert, joined as always by Justin Jericho Turner. And we are two former college roommates getting together a couple decades later to talk about life, business, culture, media, entertainment, and everything in between. Let's go. Back at it again, brother. Cheers. Cling. What you got? What you got there this time around? (laughs) You see how heavy this is? This is a it's a pastry stout called fudgy wuzzy slippers. And uh, fuzzy wuzzy slippers? What fudgy wuzzy slippers? Fudgy because it is literally a liquid dessert i've been eating this beer for the past five minutes it's very thick very rich probably it's probably too much but it's great for a pod because i get to devour it slowly so we're good can you bring that goblet up to the screen again i know i know a lot of people uh who listen to us listen to us only only just listen to us but y'all gotta check out the youtube because like i think a couple episodes back, at some point, we talked about pulp. Didn't we talk about pulp? <laughs> Why is your beer got pulp? Yeah, this beer is pulpy. <laughs> this is a pulpy beer. It's actually like there are chunks of actual like fudge in the shit, and it's like mixed in with the beer. Like it's it's ridiculous. It's it's too much. Actually, it's too much. I like it, but it's a little I, bit too much. And you, I, I, I saw that. that. What are, what are you working on, bro? Um, so I kept it real simple this time around, actually. So I think it was, I, I'm getting, I'm, I'm getting confused with these episodes of that. So <laughs> and we, we only, we're only like six deep, but at some point we talked about, uh, we talked about hot toddies. Then I made a hot toddy, but I violated some, some drinking rules by making that hot toddy with blue label. And then I've been feeling like. Uh, it's been it's been irking me for doing that. So I was like, let me let me respect the blue label. So I got blue label, but you know I gotta do something with it. So as opposed to putting it just drinking it neat or putting it on the drinking on the rocks, I have it on literal rocks. I don't right. know if I've ever shown you these when you when you came over my crib. You seen the these alien little? cubes. They're, they're the whiskey rocks that you it's they they're they work like ice, but they kind of just keep your drink nice and a steady cool for a long time, uh-huh. but without melting without into the drink. If you're drinking something that's smooth enough that doesn't need that ice to water it down. Okay. That way I can really just be, you know, a grown ass man and work through one respectful drink during this podcast. Don't overdo it, but my drink won't be watered down by the time we get to the end. Word, word, word. Drink sexy, America. Drink sexy, America. Cheers. All right, man. So a lot has happened since we last caught up. And once again, somehow we haven't even caught up since we last did a pod. So we got a lot to unwrap that the public is going to hear just between us, whatever. (laughs) So (laughs) uh, let's see. Well, you had a birthday, man. I had a birthday. Thank you very much for since uh i think i've mentioned this before on the pod that since you are the one who pretty much handles and controls the social media i was while i was away for my birthday ducking away quietly not telling anyone where i was going <laughs> i uh and trying to stay semi disconnected i did check in on the gram and i saw the surprise birthday shout out you gave me on the beat on pod appreciate it man yeah man just showing the love showing the love making sure everybody knows the Piz is getting old. <laughs> yeah, exactly. One year older, baby. One year older. And the week before my birthday, I went to I went to the island of Hispaniola. You would think I was in Haiti, but I wasn't in Haiti. I went to the DR for the first time in my life. Ah, was was celebrating the. It was a. I, it was a quick two night trip with a couple of peeps. Uh, uh celebrating good old JVL, who ah. you know. Good friend All of right. mine. All right. Turn 50. Shout out to JVL. 
What's I know up, he 50? listens to this from time to time. What's up, 50? 50? 50's <laughs> good. 50's that good year, man. That's when you realize, like, you worked all your life and you, you got a little money in the bank and you can mm-hmm. go do some fun shit, but you're not, like, super old, so you can still kind of enjoy it. 50, 50 is all right. I'm looking forward to that, actually. It's going to be fun for me. What's happened with you since, uh, since uh, aside for, I mean... I know you didn't have a birthday, but I know you ba- you basically you 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 kind of celebrate as if it's your birthday pretty much Every at least day. once a week. So, <laughs> and I know I saw that I saw that someone was having a little bit of a good time turning themselves into a human dragon <laughs> on uh, I believe the holiday that some people uh, celebrate, known as four twenty. Yes, my my second favorite holiday of the year after Halloween, which is another story. We'll talk about that when we get closer to Halloween. <laughs> 420, fantastic holiday. Needs to be a national holiday. We just need to give everybody the day off and just like give everybody like a little little practice bud. So if you're not like a smoker, you get a little get a little buzz on or you know, maybe an edible or something like that. You know, something where you can you can indulge but not, you know, I feel like we look at our holidays. Think about St. Patrick's Day, for example, right? Everybody is drinking at like 8, 9 a.m. on St. Patrick's Day, right? You got black Irish, white Irish, Asian Irish, everybody's Irish on St. Patrick's Day drinking mad early in the morning. It's a legal thing, right? Alcohol, since they reverse mm-hmm. prohibition. so it's been legal for a long time now herb is legal in most in in many places and yet it's still vilified and people still act like they're they're doing something wrong um so as a well uh, a marijuana connoisseur that's like the polite way of saying pothead right i believe so right so as a marijuana connoisseur I just wanted to express my enthusiasm for a great holiday that isn't an actual holiday, kind of like St. Patrick's Day. Um, Don't hate me, Irish people. I'm sorry. Um, But (laughs) we wanted to just mellow the fuck out for a day. I still did all my work, right? I didn't take the day off. Um, uh, To your point... Piz, I did. I finished my novel, which has oh, been like this nice. this this thing that has been for like ten years. I've been like chipping away at it, like carving a a, a a statue out of out of one solid marble block, and I can finally see what it looks like. And it's I'm kind of excited about it. So I'm shopping that around. I'm um, looking for an That's agent now. To be very excited about. Yeah, man. Black sci-fi. Hmm. Rock with me. Um, and other than that, just, uh, well, to, you know, we're, we're recording today on, on, on Earth Day, which is. It is Earth Day. Happy Earth you know, Day, people. Even though Earth it won't day. be Earth Day. It won't be Earth Day when you hear this, if you're, when you're listening to us right now, but you are actually still living on planet Earth. So you should kind of treat every day on planet Earth as if it's Earth Day. If anything, we should kind of flip the schedule and have one day where we're like, fuck Earth Day. And that should be like one day a year where you can use like, you know, all the plastic straws you want because them them paper straws, even though they're good for the environment, are bullshit. And, you know, everybody, nobody takes the train, all that stuff. But like that should all happen one day of the year. And then the rest of the year should be Earth Day. Right. Earth Days. Earth Earth Days. (laughs) And 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 one day where we say, you know, fuck the dolphins. But like, let's <laughs> let's let's really we got we got to we, we, we I want to dig into this for a second, because I feel like our community has this. Um, uh, first of all, it's, it's a it's a survival thing a lot for, for the black community. People are just they're going to work, they're paying their bills, um, you know, trying not to get murdered by cops when they get stopped for stupid traffic infractions. I get that, but there is a disconnect in 
the the greater majority of the black community, the urban black community, I want to be very specific about that because there are black people who don't live in cities. But within the urban black community, there is a disconnect between basic recycling and like, you know, eco-conscious practices. And I, I don't really understand why that is. Uh, like, uh, no, I do understand. It's like this thing that we don't really pay attention to because it's not a present, clear and present danger. And we have plenty of clear and present dangers to deal with. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, we do have to start taking care of our planet for the next generation, uh, for generations to follow. We do have to start working um, with organizations that are teaching our young people about important eco-friendly practices so that they can grow up doing that stuff. I think that there's a, a hole in our educational system where we're learning things that we don't use and we're not learning things that we need to be using. That's a probably a conversation for another pod, but specifically <laughs> in terms of this, the earth conscious stuff, I think that it's, it's something that has to be taught at a young age. I feel like if you develop those habits when you're young and you develop a relationship with the earth when you're young, it's easier to maintain it as you get older. Um, you know, I'm going to get off my soapbox now, Piz, but <laughs> I, I, I feel like it's, it, it's, it's just something I just needed to talk about. It's Earth Day, so I just wanted to, I just wanted to dive in. Let me, let me get in my beer. Hold on. What's funny, I didn't cut you off because uh, I've I, like once again, it, it, it's, it's amazing to me how we get on this pod to talk about stuff, despite the fact that you we've known each other for a damn quarter of a century or so at this point, right? Almost exactly a quarter of a century, I think. Yeah. And I had no idea that you were this much of a uh, environmental enthusiast. And the funny thing is that you don't know about me is that I am an avid uh recycler almost to an obsessive degree and and also advire uh, care very much about the environment so i kind of challenge you on what you said what you had to say about this being a, a our community thing because this is a all communities thing because i i when i go hang hang out places or at work or wherever with with non-black folks like uh the the, the not recycling and not doing the the simplest things issue is a is a is a global population issue from what I see because it, it just conf- it just confuses me how people act like it's it's difficult like it takes me just a cut like less than a minute to separate all of my garbage into recyclables and non recyclables and then take it over to you know the recycling area like it's not that difficult. Well, you see, the other thing is like a lot of people don't recycle properly. You know what I'm saying? Piz? Yeah. Like you like you're supposed to rinse your yeah. shit out supposed to wash that shit if, it, if there's like food residue you're, you're not supposed to recycle those things yeah you're also supposed to take the caps off of bottles and stuff there's a lot of rules but like honestly my whole thing is like i know what you're getting into and we're, we're not here we're not even gonna we that's too much for us to even get into with people on this and especially if we're trying to encourage people who don't do the stuff that's where i think people get confused because then i think people make excuses because they're like when they learn that like oh so much of this shit doesn't even get recycled or so much of it if you don't do this and that doesn't get recycled i'm not going to do all that nah my whole thing is like do it start off do it wrong like one percent of what you tried to recycle will get recycled and that's one percent better than what you were doing before just make an effort make a little bit of, of an effort, a little bit of an effort every day will turn into a, a habitual type of situation where then you'll get better at it. And, you know, and then you'll become like Justin Turner, Captain Planet <laughs> of, the, of the Negro variety. Anyway. <laughs> Moving on. By the way, I'll be I'll be I'll be uh, running a, a nonprofit event in Miami this summer around uh, Miami Swim Week time, which is an eco-friendly event. We're going to be promoting uh, eco-friendly practices. We're actually supporting a local nonprofit in the Miami area that educates young people and uh, has their hands in the soil, teaches them about sustainability and uh, about urban growing and things of that nature. So. Now I'm off my soapbox. Now I'm done. I'm done. All right. All right. I will accept Captain Negro Planet. I'll take that. <laughs> Wait, was Captain Planet? Was he even a, a any type of race? I'm trying I to think. Was Captain Planet like 
I think it was he was gray. like, yeah, he, they were <laughs> like back then they tried to make Captain Planet as as like universal as possible. Right. Mm hmm. Word. Shout out to Captain Planet. Look at that. Y'all was progressive before y'all even knew what progressive was. <laughs> oh, speaking of progressive, speaking of progressive, um, you just got me back on track to what I was, what I wanted to actually get into before. Because when we we're talking about birthdays, one of the things that happened with my birthday is my birthday always pops off right around. Well, because it's the same time of year every year. It's in fact, it's actually the same day every year. I didn't know if yeah, you know that. Isn't, isn't it? Isn't it? <laughs> isn't that wild? Uh, so anyway, my birthday <laughs> is right around when the NBA playoffs get going. Generally, ah, unless okay. unless unless we're in the middle of a of a really bad pandemic and like everything gets delayed. But when we're back on schedule, that's right around when the NBA playoffs pop up. So it got me thinking when I was I was looking at. I was, you know, away from my birthday, I was actually up in uh, up in northern New Jersey at a at a lake house with my lady that she got for me for, for the birthday for us to just have a nice getaway and disconnect and relax. And it was dope. Nice. Um, but then when you're sitting by a lake in a lake house, chilling, watching some sports, your mind starts to really get churning. Right. So I was like, man, I'm another year older. I'm 30 now. I got to <laughs> I got to <laughs> figure out. <laughs> You're going to let that slide. You're going to let that slide. Hey. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I got to, uh, you know, what it what, start to evaluate. You start evaluating what progress you've made in life, what progress you've made in different respects of life, professionally, personally, emotionally. Um, spiritually, et cetera, right? But gotcha. not gonna go that deep on us right now for the podcast. That's my own internal stuff, right? But then I started watching sports and I'm watching these young bucks all across, not the Bucks team, just the young bucks in general in the gotcha. NBA who are taking over in some of the in some of these series, some real young dudes. And I'm and that got me starting to thinking of the the whole idea of getting older. And, per, and 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 progressing like you get older like yeah we progress mentally but you start looking at things like sports you start thinking looking at things like rap and hip-hop and then you start looking at things like politics and it got me thinking about this theme of progress in all of these respects especially as you get older like i feel like as i get older i have to fight off this this almost human instinctive incl inclination to be so nostalgic that you you almost fear or 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 push away progress as a good thing and so like you start you when you hear all these analysts and commentators talk about oh back in my day you know there were it was harder the defense was tougher blah 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 this and that yada yada and and the players were the players were better i'm like no i like yeah of course i'm nostalgic about the the times that i watched and we grew up but at the same time if players weren't better if athletes weren't bigger stronger faster and more skilled than they were when we were watching the game 20 years ago, then we got a problem in society because we're not progressing. Like progress is a natural part of the, of the human experience, right? <clears throat> Same thing comes into play with uh, rap music and hip hop um, that a lot of the time I've been, I've been, I feel like I've been fighting off and I've gotten into arguments with some of our boys in our, in our beat dorm crew about when, when we have either when we get together and we're playing music or when we're just talking about music, like some people refuse to listen to and, and acknowledge some of the new shit, some of the modern stuff. Right. And I'm not saying that all of the modern stuff is better. Of course not. There's great stuff from the past, but same, like shouldn't music actually get better. Shouldn't rap get better because you're learning skills. You get mentored by, and you get produced by and helped by and assisted by people who have done it before you. And if you learn from them, you're supposed to become better. Eventually like the, the men, the mentee, is supposed to exceed the mentor at some point. And then that got me looking at politics and thinking about the last couple of years of politics. And I was like, wow, we did, however, just have a whole movement that was had its tagline around the framework of going back to the way things were at some point in the past, which by definition seems to put a negative connotation on progress that may have occurred. Right? So. I'm going to throw it out to you now in terms of I just brought up sports, NBA, especially um, I brought up the rap <clears> thing and the politics thing. 
you can go anywhere you want with this, but I really, I just want to know what your thought on like progress. Is it a bad thing? Is it a good thing? Is it different depending on which of those topics we're talking about? And when does nostalgia become at odds with the ability to accept progress? Okay. This is a juicy topic, sir. I want to, uh, I, I, I got to take on all of that. So first I'll, I'll go, I'll go with the NBA. Um, shout out to all the youngins that are, that are, that are doing their thing right now. Um, who do you think, by the way, when, if you start with the NBA, give me who, who's your favorite new young player that's shocked you in the playoffs so far? You know what? I got to go. Uh, I'm a Nick fan. As 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 is documented <laughs> on this Yo, podcast, the Knicks the Knicks aren't in the playoffs, bro. The, the the Knicks are trash. However, I bring up the Knicks because the Knicks drafted a fellow by the name of R.J. Barrett, right? Hmm. And mm-hmm. before R.J. Barrett was drafted number three, there was a fellow by the name of John ja Morant who went number oh. two, and to be so close. Not listen, RJ's a good player and he's still very young. Right? So I'm not upset as a Nick fan that we got RJ, but John Morant is a beast. He looks like Derrick Rose with more hops. Like young young Derrick Rose, he does. you know what I'm talking about. He's he's got yeah. that skill set and and he can jump out the gym. That's my. He's not. Guy. He's not as. He's not as muscular as Derrick Rose. Or Derrick Rose. He's also was very young. Thick. He's gonna. He's gonna put on fifteen NBA pounds, or he's gonna not be successful. You know what I'm saying? So we. I look at that dude, and I'm like, all right. We were a couple of lottery, you know, uh, a couple of uh, ping pong balls away from getting John Morant. Uh, so I was a little upset watching him beast the league for a while, but I've, I've come around. I'm a fan now. Um, I feel like to your argument though, there is a certain level of nostalgia when I talk to certain people about the NBA in particular, because especially us, like we, you know, we were young in the nineties. That's the Jordan Mm -hmm. era. So anybody who's in our age group is Jordan, 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 Jordan. I was a Knicks fan, so I'm not a Jordan fan. Fuck Jordan. I <laughs> am a LeBron fan. And I I and I, I use LeBron as a metaphor for greatness and a lot of things because he understood. It's like this is a dude who understood the assignment. I want to be great for my entire career, which means I need to sink, you know, a couple of million dollars into my self-care every year. Right. So he established this as like a thing that has proven to be successful. My man is what, 36, 37, still killing it. He's better now, I think, than he was five, 10 years ago. So when we talk about progress, when we look at some of these young cats who can't stay healthy, because that's the other thing, right? They are bigger, they are faster, but they get hurt a lot more. Mm -hmm. when When we were young, we would watch a game. And dudes will play 82 games in a season. Wait, is it 82 games? Yeah. 82, yeah. People will play the whole season. Like, Charles Barkley's playing the whole... That dude was out of shape his entire career. But he knew how to manage himself. He knew how to manage his speed. He knew how to manage his output. And he was able to play for a really long time. We got to look at LeBron. Because Mm -hmm. he is a model that these young cats need to look at. Like the way that he takes care of his body is it's epic. People are going to be writing books about it, right? So if we want to talk about progress, we got to look at this dude and how he saw the Kobe and the, and the Jordan in the league and said to himself, I want to be great, but I want to be at the same level of great from day one to day whenever he decides to leave the league. And he did all the things necessary. Shout out to Tom Brady. Even though we talk about the NBA, but say what you want about TB12 and the doctor that he has that would kind of at odds with some of the Patriot staff. 
but whatever they're doing clearly <laughs> clearly is working. He he even came out of retirement fast. That's how good <laughs> his uh his physical upkeep is. Right. He's a, he's, a, he's right. way ahead of the curve. Um right. but anyway, um <laughs> anyway, before you talk about uh, uh rap and hip hop progress, hit me with pot with, with your thoughts about politics because that's that's where you got it gets even more touchy let's say yeah i mean that the concept of progressive right is this idea that where we are today is not where we want to be five years from now ten years from now and that legislators are supposed to be in a position to create a better society for us to live in they are at odds with people who call themselves conservatives and I, I, I put conservative in quotations because there used to be a conservative party, the GOP. They are no longer conservative. The concept of conservative for them is just like you laid it down. They want to go back in time. They want to go back to, I don't know, I don't know where they want to go back to. Like They want to put women back in the kitchen. They want to pretend transgender people don't exist. Um, they want to make sure that if, you know, if a woman gets raped, she still has to take care of that baby. Um, you know, uh, what am I leaving out? They want to erase black American history. Right. Um, well, at least, how, at how least you're referring to the most, ex- you're referring to the most extreme of that, of that side to be, to be fair, just to be yeah, fair. Well, those are the laws that they're passing. Yeah. They're not doing anything else. So. It's like, like, I have to look at what you do. You know what I'm saying? So, and again, this is, we live in a political system where we have legislators, the people who write our laws, who get paid money to write our laws, who participate in like 15, 20, 25% of eligible votes on the House floor. Or we have senators who spend more time in Washington than they do in their own districts and have no idea what's happening in their own states. Our entire political system is broken. Y'all have heard me say this many, many times. But if we're talking about progress, the people on the left who actually want to do things for us haven't yet figured out how to govern. They waste too much time discussing the things that they want to do and trying to do everything all at once and getting very little of it done. And then the people on the right, the so-called conservatives, are just trying to roll back time. They want to roll back time. They don't want to, they don't want to exist <laughs> in, in the I space that we're in. Back time. Hit them, Pizzle. <laughs> <laughs> if Turner could find a way. Sorry, y'all. <laughs> Like, I feel like we really need to have a serious reckoning in this country politically about the concept of progress. Like, we just, this year, 2022, passed an anti-lynching bill, federal anti-lynching law. Like, it's, it, it's wild the things that we have been unable to accomplish as a nation. And yet, we want to preach freedom to everybody else. So, I, you and I talk about it all the time. I love America. I love the country that we live in. Um, America gives me and you an opportunity to talk shit on a podcast and, you know, drink beer and fucking smoke weed and, 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 and live proper. But there's a lot of things that we are failing at as a public body because the people that we, we, that we have all allowed to get elected have decided that being elected is enough and that doing the job is actually just getting reelected. Well, that's where I have a question for you because, or, or we've, we've talked in the past about, uh, about how so much of our political system is theater and theater for the purpose of, of getting votes, right? The whole thing has become kind of, uh, it's, it, I, mean, I don't know if it's become this or I've just become more aware as I've gotten older, you realize what's really going on, right? But that's why, again, I bring up the idea of progress because I wonder if 
the some of the some of the ideals you were talking about, some of the laws you were talking about. Obviously, I'm not happy about some of those things going on, but clearly there's a large segment of the country that is. So do my that's where I wonder, okay, so do does that mean that the people who are of a different opinion than me actually view what is going on as progress? But that's why I brought up the whole fact that the tagline like make America great again, right? By definition refers to the past, which means rolling things back, which actually which would which would kind of be at odds with pro the 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 literal concept of progress. So that's why I got that's why I've gotten hung up on this word and this theme of progress, because it, it really makes me wonder. So I don't I don't think that I feel like if you ask anybody, nobody's going to say that they are that they are anti-progress, right? So that must mean that people view what they're doing as progress. So then to, to even take this to a deeper level, is there actually anybody who doesn't consider themselves a progressive? Because because if you don't consider yourself a progressive, then you consider yourself a regressive? Yeah. Right? I don't know I don't I don't know what I don't know what what you what you would be, but then I guess that means that we we all have or not all, but like there's, there's different, there must be different views of progress or some people really are, are, or are some people comfortable with the fact of, of being like, no, I just, I don't want things to be, to be different than they were 30 years ago. That's when things were great. And that's when, that's how I want it to be. Like is maybe, is that actually what the stance is? And that's where, that's where you and I, it, you and I can't even can't really have a full conversation about that because we don't know the answer to that, I suppose. Right. But that's why I was saying it's not about that's why I, I wanted to talk about this, because I needed to get this out of my brain, this craziness that was stuck in my head once I started <laughs> going down this spiraling thought process about about progress and the and what it fundamentally means and whether this is a negative connotation word or a positive connotation word. I spent, spent my whole life thinking of it as something that has a positive connotation, but I feel like I'm seeing it used in many respects as something that has a negative connotation, even though it seems like it's impossible to actually define it negatively. So, sorry, that was me getting on my soapbox now, pre preaching about progress. <laughs> um, let's get off politics, because I feel like I feel like we we haven't had a... a we haven't had a, a much of a, a conversation about rap and hip hop, which is something near and dear to our hearts and near and dear to the B-Dorm crew and all the friends and fam of B-Dorm, right? So this is one where I feel like we could really, really also get some people worked up. If we, if, if they think that I'm applying this, if it, it actually, if I'm going to be fair and apply my theories about the idea of progress in sports and politics to rap and hip hop, then I have to be more willing to embrace modern current rap and hip hop artists and not just sit back and be like, Oh, music in the nineties when I was in my heyday was the best and nothing beats what we had back then. But I feel like that is the attitude of a lot of people that I know when it comes to rap and hip hop. And those same people get mad about people having that attitude about politics and culture. So is it that rules are different when it comes to rap and music? Or are we stuck in this same kind of weird nostalgia for our heyday and not wanting to actually move forward? Nostalgia does play a role. However, I do want to create a <laughs> little bit of a separation because... Um, so when I was in Atlantic City working on my novel, um, I spent a lot of time at uh, this beer hall because I wanted to get out of my room and, and speak to humans. And the uh, the bartender is working on a script, right? So I was telling him about this mm -hmm. book. It's called Save the Cat. And uh, actually, Pete Saji put me onto this book. Shout out to Saji. He was uh, on our last podcast. Definitely oh, yeah. check out. The previous episode, uh, Pete Saji, uh, writer, producer, Blackish, that they just aired their final episode. Um, what, anyway. what a cool dude, by the way. Look, go back and listen to that pod, that episode of the pod, if you haven't listened to it. And episode Saji, five. Shout out. Saji, shout out. All right. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I, I was telling mm. him, listen, you got to get this book. It's called Save the Cat. It breaks down 
the the formula, the Hollywood formula for how to write a script, how to write a screenplay. Um, and because there is, the consuming audience has gotten less sophisticated. Let's just call it what it is, all right? Um, because there's so much stuff. Um, there's so much media, there's so much music, there's so much film, there's so much TV, so much everything. The the ability to appeal to people does require a certain amount of, all right, I know that I have to pop off on certain tropes in order to keep certain people involved in what I'm doing, right? Um, the Save the Cat book does that for screenplays. It, ba- it breaks down how you can construct your scenes, how you build to a climax, how you, you know, re- uh, how you uh, resolve the climax, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. I bring this up because music, especially hip hop now, has become very formulaic. And so it's hard for me to say that it's gotten better because a lot of the innovators of hip hop were people who didn't have a formula. They were making it up as they went along. And that level of purity of creativity, I think, created a better overall product. Um, This is not to say that I am like one of these old like 90s hip hop heads and all I listen to is like throwback jams because I don't. I listen to whatever's dope and there are plenty of artists that are making good music right now. I do create the separation in the sense that there's a lot of recycling going on. Um, You know, you Mm -hmm. could listen to the radio for a half an hour and listen to like if you were in a in a coma and then woke up mm-hmm. you know in 2022 and and you were in a coma from the 90s like you would hear the song start and you'd be like oh i know this song and i'm like oh wait no nah, i don't know this song and that would happen to you like four or five times in the span of an hour because a lot of the beats are recycled a lot of the songs are being recycled um although although i'm gonna challenge you with this because we we our grew our generation and many people, even generation after us that I talked to, consider the '90s era of hip hop and rap to be the golden age. That, that that was the best, and and nothing now beats that, right? But if you throw out what you're saying now as an, as a reason as a reason why all our shit was recycled, largely recycled too. People didn't realize it, but think about the '90s. What made that shit? What what started? What really kicked it off to making stuff? Hot, not kicked it off. All right. Depending how far you go back. But if you take if you if you start looking at bad boy, like what made bad boy blow up? Right. Remix. Puff Daddy taking taking making remixes and taking old like Isley Brothers and other soul R&B music from decades before and throw it in, in there and people didn't even realize that they were hearing something that was familiar to them a lot of the time. And, and you got to go back and be like, what did they sample there? And then you, if you go back and research the stuff that was sampled on a lot of that stuff, you'll be amazed. I've done that. I've done that. And then go back and listen to the tracks themselves, the old school tracks. And it's, and it's wild. Like that sampling thing. That's not, that's not this current generation. I'm not going to, I'm going to stand up for the young bucks and not allow you to slander the sampling. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't have a problem with the the sampling part isn't necessarily the problem like if if you're take 90s hip-hop as a as a monolith right we'll call it all the same thing um mm-hmm. that music if they were sampling they weren't sampling hip-hop because there wasn't enough hip-hop for them to sample so they were sampling you know dusties they were sampling you know yeah Funk. They were sampling yeah. jazz. They were sampling other shit. These yeah. kids are sampling hip hop, which, again, I don't necessarily have a problem with. That's part of the formula that has been diagnosed. If you sample and yep. you give people a little bit of nostalgia, they're gonna, they're, you know. So these these modern A and Rs, they figured this out, and th- these modern DJs who are making a lot of money as producers, they figured this out and they create these tracks that are kind of cookie cutter. Um, I'm, mm-hmm. a, I'm a fan of trap music because I like, like trap was new. And so mm-hmm. like these are people like that. Yeah, there's some sampling there, but that's new music. It's almost all new. So 
Um, I, I kind I lean toward that kind of stuff. But like, uh, rest in peace to Pop Smoke. I wish he was still making music because that, like, that was a dude that I was watching, like changing the way people hear hip hop. You know, because that's those are the people mm. that I looked at when we were younger. You know, the the Bone Thugs and Harmonies and the and the the Outcasts, those cats who were taking hip hop and, and making it different. You know, so. I don't have a problem necessarily with the sampling in and of itself, but I do feel like it's a little bit more formulaic and it's not necessarily as creative. Um, you just mentioned Outkast. Actually, one thing that I pointed out to people, a lot of people didn't didn't notice talking about sampling. You know, you know that song, uh, Miss Jackson. Mm. I don't know if I've ever done, done shown this to you. Listen, listen. This is my my a bit of my music nerddom coming out, but listen to um. Listen to it carefully next time you hear it and listen to how they subtly sampled the uh, I don't know if it's called the wedding song or what, but the one that goes dun, 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 dun. Really? They, that is that is the background. That is the melody of, of Ms. Jackson. They just inverted the uh, the the chord changes at on the last two or three um sequences of it. So it goes like that. That's what they did with that. But that's why I consider outcast genius. That's why I was talking about the difference between their sampling and then there is taking subtle familiarities in music and planting them so that people feel a certain emotion, but don't even realize why they're feeling that emotion. And that goes totally with the theme of the whole lyrics of that song. That's why out. That's why that song is genius, by the way. But um, you actually. You won me over with my challenge to you when I was trying to support the Young Bucks and play, uh, play devil's advocate over here because um, you actually made me think more about the fact that the, I guess the difference between the modern day music sampling and the, the sampling back in the, the, the 90s era is that the sampling now is often sampling of music of the same genre. And usually that music that you're sampling is something that sampled something else. So you can actually look, look back. I've done this before. You look up look up a current song and then see what they sampled and then find out what they sampled, sampled two other things before that in the first place. <laughs> so people, <laughs> so you think you're being reminded, a lot of people think, oh, there's that track from like, you know, 95. And it's like, no, it's actually that track from like 65. <laughs> right. That you're listening to right now. Oh, man. But anyway, um, yeah, so I guess... I guess all in all, point is, you think there's a difference when it comes to the rap music in comparison to the whole politics and sports thing. I'm not gonna, sure. I'm not gonna argue with you on that. This isn't a, this isn't a, a, a this isn't a, a debate show per se. <laughs> it's not about winning and losing. But, but I think I made a good argument. I think you made a good point. I think you made a good argument. I think you made a good argument. Brought us some good points. But it's just like I said, I try to one of the things that you and I, I know, even when we talked about having a podcast in the first place, one of the things that we want to call out, and one of the things that we that I try to hold myself to, especially as I've progressed and gotten older and more mature, is is hypocrisy and not not allowing myself to be uh, hypocritical because we like to call out people who are being hypo hypocrites in terms of applying one philosophy or rule in one area but then shifting their thoughts in another area and that's why when i was thinking about this i was like huh because like you i th i feel the sentiments that you're saying i just thought that some of them were at odds with each other if i wasn't implying the same fundamental thoughts of progress across the board you know what i mean yeah man i feel like we've we've reached um we've reached a place of um homogeneity in in art in in the creation of all of this stuff that we're talking about where like when we were coming up there was always the you know back in my day and the you know that stuff you're listening mm -hmm. to is garbage and there was, there was a lot of that like there there's there's some people who were still doing that but it, it's a lot it, it's tamped down a lot because there's first of all there's a lot of stuff and there's not that much to focus on but I feel like there is more acceptance for um, the kinds of stuff that we're talking about, like the, the kinds of creativity that we're talking about. Whereas when we were younger, I feel like it was a little bit more vilified, right? Like hip hop, still, the primary consumers of hip hop are 
teenage white people um, and has been that way for a long time since people were buying hip hop. But mm -hmm. we now are in a situation where, you know, generally speaking, it kind of everybody's kind of listening to everything, which is great. Uh, like, you know, I, I mm -hmm. speak to some people who are, you know, hardcore, uh, you know, urbanites grew up in Harlem, East New York, Brooklyn, whatever. And, you know, they they listen to Taylor Swift and they listen to, you know, um, name one, pick one, um, Adele, for example. <laughs> like, you know, these these are like when we were coming up, the, the idea of Billy Billy Eilish, yeah, Billy Eilish, right? Uh, uh, Buble, you know what I mean? Like the idea of listening to those kinds of artists when we were growing up was considered like, you know, you were less black if you listened to them. And now yeah. I feel like the, 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 the it's a, music is a little bit more democratized. Um, Spotify and, and, and those, the, the other streaming, like music services, they have something to do with that too. Uh, but mm. I feel like we're in a situation now where people like us can have productive conversations about the concept of progress within these art genres and look at how, you know, all kinds of people are now able to to participate in that discussion. So I think we're making progress. And, that, and that that's actually where one of the things you just brought there brought up there made me think of the fact that one area of progress that I'd like to really shout out and give some love to to like the millennials and or whatever chem is after millennials. After I don't even remember what we call all this that stuff now, but there is um what you just mentioned about the acceptance of people being able to listen to different types of music. One of the things I feel like the, the, the young generation is great about now is they are far better about being able to shed some of the ego affiliated ego protection around some of the, the superficial labels around artistic appreciation. Right. Yeah. And some of the things where like, like you were talking about, and we've talked about this a bit on some of the pods before about like how there's certain things we didn't do, not because we weren't interested, but because we were afraid of what names would be called or what people would think of us because it would make us less macho, less black, less whatever. Um, and I feel like the current generation, you see, I see a lot more people freely willing and to shed any of those concerns and go ahead and appreciate art, sport, music, whatever it is that they have an interest in with less concern about that stuff. So I love the progress that I've seen in that, in that area. There's obviously more progress to be made in that regard, but shout out to all the young cats who are out there not giving a fuck as much as we did about some of the superficial judgmental stuff that mostly was probably in our own heads because most of us live so much in our own heads that we make up these, these paranoias about what people are going to think about us when most of the time people out there really don't give a damn about you. Cause everyone is really just more focused on their own. Damn. Let me let me see how much you got left. How much pulp you got in your glass now at this point? Because we, uh oh, there we are. I thought so. I think you you have more pulp in that glass than actual than beer. Yeah, beer. Yeah, and me, if you notice, my uh, I got more more surface area of rock than I do drink, which means we have hit the beatorm witching hour. Let's go. <laughs> all right, give me. I know. Give me. Give give it. it I don't. I don't. I'll even. Know in all honesty. Is. I, I think I, I think I hit the I, I I didn't I've only eaten an early lunch before today's podcast. So, you know, when you drink on an empty stomach, I think I hit that witching hour when I when I actually started singing earlier. <laughs> <laughs> um, All right. So here's what here's what I the other the other line of thought I started going down with this whole progress and rap and hip hop thing. Right. Is. What if we lived in a world where. <laughs> the those 
people who were anti-progress decided they wanted to hone in the way like the way you were talking about earlier. There's a lot of political stuff going in. Like we're going to we're not going to get all heavy handed today. Like we're, we're trying to keep it a little lighter than that. But there's some shit going on yeah, in some, some states shit going on. <laughs> some shit going on. where people where where people are trying to really like remove a lot of things from what people actually have access to even learning or saying or doing. Right. So it feels to me a lot like that movie. You ever seen book of Eli? Oh with, yeah. With, with Denzel, which the only reason anybody probably watched that movie is because of Denzel, but <laughs> book of well, Eli. I'm, I'm, well, but, I'm in the dystopia. So, you know, I, I would have watched it. Anyway. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> True. I would have, I, I would have eventually watched it on Netflix at some point because I watched them dystopian sci-fi joints late night, but but because Deadell was in it, I watched it when it came out. Anyway, so let's say we are the same way they were getting rid of books, right? In that in that one, let's say we find ourselves in this world where some of these peop, some of these leaders, I don't know, we'll come up with a fake leader. We'll call them. Can we call uh, them praying space mantis. Nazis? Oh, oh, I'll, we'll take, I'll, 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 I'll take insects. That works. We'll call them pray, pray, praying mantis. <laughs> May sound familiar. Um, and they say to us, "There's no more of this rap, hip hop garbage allowed to be made." All right, and we're getting rid. We're getting rid of all this rap and hip hop garbage that you guys have been listening to and letting it infiltrate your brains and making you act all rowdy. Right. (laughs) But we're going to be fair. Let me put on my, let me put on my um, politician voice. So we're going to be fair. And we're going to allow you to keep about two. No, we're going to even allow you to keep three of these hip hop R and B albums. Oh, okay. So that you guys can survive and you can party and you can enjoy yourselves, but none of this rowdiness. <laughs> right? All right. So in this dystopian uh music of Eli <laughs> world that we are living in, you get to keep three rap, hip hop, or R and B albums that all of society, that's all that society gets to listen to for the rest, or or all that at least you get to listen to you don't you won't ever get to listen to another hip-hop r&b rap album ever again other than three that have been made up until now what are you going with oh oh man you're exploding my brain um all right okay all right i I am 43 years old, so I'm I'm going to the 90s. <laughs> um, because you're because you're so progressive. <laughs> yes, because I'm because I, because I'm super progressive. Um, now nah, I I I want to start with um, the rap group that changed hip hop forever, in my opinion, Wu Tang Clan. And okay, I believe the album is called Enter the Wu-Tang. And it's not just because every single song on that album was on the radio and every single song was a hit, which is probably true. The mm-hmm. interludes on that album were also highly entertaining. Um, <laughs> shout out to Saji because when we were in high school. We actually did a dramatization of one of the interludes from that album in our film class. And um, he went on to Hollywood and I went on to talk shit. Uh, but <laughs> the interludes in that album, fantastic. The songs are dope. Um, you know, you, you know, um, Cream is on that album. Um, okay. Yeah. Uh, the the Method Man single M E T H O D Man that's on that yes. album yeah 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 um like it's just it's it's hit after hit after hit on that album Protect Your Neck is I don't on think that any, album. I, don't, I don't think anybody's I don't think anybody's gonna get mad at you for putting that in your list yeah so I, I gotta I gotta go with that one 
That one, that that one's easy. The second one is also easy, actually. The miseducation, Lauren Hill. Ah, ooh. fantastic album from cover to cover, and also some very long interludes. Um, she does a lot of teaching. She does a lot of throwback on that album, and as you know, the singing plus the rap just unparalleled in in terms of skill. And um, it was in my is opinion, she the greatest? Is she the greatest um, R and B singer? Slash, like if you take like your skill as an R and B singer and your skill as a rap artist, and add, and add those two together into one skill set, is she? Is she? Does anybody meet her? I don't think so. However. I do place a high premium on body of work, right? So, like, whenever people start talking about who's the greatest rapper of all time, or like that conversation, oh yeah, always yeah. Happens. like body of work is important to me, and she just didn't create enough stuff. Yeah, by um, choice, by choice, I by agree choice. with that. But I'm just talking. I'm just talking. This is like this is like you're in sports where you're talking about when you're just talking about like somebody's ultimate skill or like their peak like year or two versus. Like, yeah, somebody may have more championships, but like, that's like the same way. Like, I like, I like peak T-Mac a lot. I argue that peak T-Mac is better than peak Kobe. People get real mad at me for that. Right. But that's controversial. There's an argument to be made. Isn't <laughs> go, go back and look at the stats. There's an argument to be made there. But like, uh, but like peak Lauren Hill, I think, I don't know if anybody beats her combination of R&B and rap skill, just just pure skill and, ab- and ability. Now you're probably right about that. You're probably right about that because of her because of her singing voice and her her musical like music history knowledge. Like it's, it's just it's hard yeah. to to compete on that level. On top of the fact that she was a dope lyricist, so like I I, I would probably give I would probably nod with you on that. Um, the third one is hard. I, the first two were easy for me. Oh, no. Mm. Mm. I will I will go with this, I'm on the spot, so like internet, don't kill me, don't at me. Um <laughs> I'm gonna go with uh the chronic album. The uh the original chronic? Yeah, man. That's the okay. that's the the gin and juice the 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 first Dre day that that mm-hmm. album. So I've I've covered I've covered East Coast rap, West Coast rap. I got a little Haitian flavor in there for you. you did. <laughs> I didn't think about it. All right, you got yeah 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 you you did you covered you covered a lot of bases. Yeah, I handled that. I got a little R and B in there. Yeah, I'm, I'm feeling I'm feeling good. Yeah, I'll go with the Chronic album. I'll go with that because I was I was gonna go that. Or the Equemini album from Outcast, which is <laughs> it's a great Damn it, album. You just made you just made me you just made me have to re ah you just, just made me great. think a little bit further about my choices, but I think I'm gonna stick with my choices. Here's my rundown. Um you named off a whole lot of you named off some classics that like I don't think anybody like sure people can have a difference of opinion from you but like nobody can hate on your list like i know off the bat my list is would be is going to be hated on right <laughs> because so i'm going to put this out i'm going to put this out there when i think about music this is not a list of what the best 3 hip hop and r&b albums of all time are this is the 3 that i don the piz elever that's how you say it correctly Donal Lepiz Eliver. Okay. <laughs> this is what I Lepiz. Can I can I start going by? Should I start going by Lepiz, by the way? <laughs> Lepiz. Lepiz. So this is what Donal Lepiz Eliver wants as my three albums that I will get to listen to because I'm gonna have to listen to them on repeat. And a big thing about music, one of my favorite classes I took at Amherst College, shout out to Amherst College, by the way as always. But one of my favorite classes I got to take there because of some of the amazing liberal arts classes that we were offered, especially once we got to take more like elective type stuff, right? Was um, 
music psychology. Mm. Right. And one of the things I learned, you, you know, in music psychology or that I already knew, but it got really highly reinforced is just that there is a very strong um, connection between memory and music. Okay. Right. Um, in fact, a lot of the stuff you've ever heard about, like listening to <clears throat> like uh, classical music makes you smarter, blah, 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 blah. It has nothing to actually do with that. It's just that listening to any music in general while you're studying or preparing for something puts you that like if you listen to that same music when you then go and take that test or do that thing there's such a strong correlation between music and memory that it will actually help jog your memory to a certain to a certain extent uh, like music helps put you back in a setting that then gives you a sense of familiarity with whatever it is that you're trying to recall or reproduce anyway okay. that being said that for me these are these are the albums that have a personal important place in my heart that for me i'm putting out there now with all of that lead up and bullshit to protect myself <laughs> from the from visceral reaction <laughs> a long ass lead up <laughs> album number one is not a shock to you or anybody who, who knows me at all is legal drug money by the lost boys l-o-s-t <laughs> yeah yeah south jamaica <laughs> queens um which, again, you were talking about body of work, and I was talking. We were talking about just talking about body of work versus peak. That album is hit after hit after hit. That if you grew up anywhere near the South Jamaica Queens area, has so many references that are so personal to your experience of life at that time. That 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 album's that album's coming with. That album's coming word. with me. Word 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 word. All right. <clears throat> then you talked about my Haitian background and Lauren Hill. I thought about the miseducation of Lauren Hill, but instead I'm going with the the, the score. The, the score Fugees, is a great score. album. The score is a great album. I the score is a great album. Well. In fact, I take back I take back a lot of the shit that I spoke about my own list coming up. My list is hot so far. <laughs> <laughs> my list my list is my list is hot. Whatever. If you got a problem with my list, then you just you need to listen to these albums, right? And then exactly. I actually did a little research for this for this for the, for this pod for this question because I wanted to see is an an anthology an album and an anthology is referred to as an album. So I said albums. So I'm bringing an anthology with me, and I'm bringing the Marvin Gaye anthology. Does that qualify as hip hop? I. Well, yeah, no, R and B. We said hip hop okay. and R and B. Okay, R and B right. for sure. R and B, right? All right, so we're gonna Marvin Gaye anthology. Anthology. All right. Yeah, you've seen. So one again, going back to going Amherst, on. one of the um, one of the uh, I don't forget what you called it when you got to um, when there wasn't an actual class, but they let you and a group of students like come up with a topic that you wanted to learn about, and if you could get a teacher to agree to leading a course on that topic for you you could take that course <clears throat> yeah uh so, man i don't i don't remember either i definitely i definitely i don't remember the phrase for a that couple of those joints hit us up some of y'all that are st students at amherst that listen to this podcast especially if you live in b-dorm first of all hit us up and remind us what's that what that's called but anyway i did one of those my senior year um and we did it on um on the history of r&b and i basically spent the semester for my like final paper, I I spent a long time digging into the history of Marvin Gaye, and he's actually one of the main inspiration for why you know when you see me posting these self harmonization videos on my Instagram from time to time that I haven't posted one in a while, but I, I I'll get back at it at some point. Um, Marvin Gaye, one of the things that he pioneered in the R and B industry was self harmonizing. And layering, layering tracks of himself singing upon himself, right? And being like, because that, like, nothing sounds as smooth as you harmonizing with you, right? So anyway, um, that's one of the things I appreciate. Not And his music is just the shit. So I could listen to the, the Marvin Gaye anthology, <clears throat> keep that on repeat, to lighten up the mood from, legal, from a little bit of the Lost Boys and the Fugees. That's what I'm going with. Yo, my list is fire. I don't even know why I why I why I gave all of them warnings. You protected yourself <laughs> for no reason. 
Yo, on, yeah. on that anthology is is uh is that um that Eric Sherman um Marvin Gaye joint on there? <laughs> Just like music. That joint. You know uh, yeah. Do, 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 do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, nah. <clears throat> I don't think that's. <laughs> I don't that's think that quite though. made it. That's my shit <laughs> though, man. I love that joint. Word. Mm. My man. Wait, hold on. Word, hold on. man. All right. All right. All right. You finish. You just finished eating all your pulp. Yeah, I had to eat that. I had to eat the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> all right, man. It's been a pleasure cashing up. I'm gonna go listen to some legal drug money. We out. <laughs> yo be progressive america be progressive but not like not like democratic progressive like actually like fucking progressive like let's make progress let's make progress people <laughs> my man <laughs>